This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up a little later, you buying a home? There's something you got to know when you're out visiting houses that who would ever imagine what I'm going to share with you in just a little while. And later yet, do you know that Davids are taking on Goliath? People who have been harmed by the Equifax data breach are taking them on in small claims courts around the country without a lawyer and winning. So don't let big bad Equifax push you around. More about that later. And you know, you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. And right now we're doing a Facebook Live as I'm doing the radio show. So you can see what it looks like seeing the show behind the scenes, if you will. And if you're hearing today's show delayed or you're listening to the podcast, you can go to facebook.com slash Clark Howard and you can see the Facebook Live, not live, (laughs) that point, and see what actually does go on. But you get a chance to see Joel and Kim. Kim is hiding nobody can see you nobody can see you the way that was turned kim kim is being camera shy and so you get to see how we put it together and how often i look completely clueless that doesn't sound like it when you're listening but you can see my facial expression see i don't know (laughs) actually hopefully that doesn't happen a lot So, speaking of Facebook, Facebook is way in the news right now. In fact, I'm looking right this second on CNBC, says Facebook versus the Feds. That's the headline story, is Facebook is getting an exposure that it's used to exposing you, not to it being exposed. Because Facebook, through the lack of privacy settings has been behind the scenes sharing information in all different ways with people that have turned out a lot of times to be for bad purposes. And I want to give you an example, not about what's going on with politics, but I want to talk to you about how criminals are using information that you post on Facebook and other social media against you in the commission of crimes. Criminals are able to see what's up with you, see who your friends are, who your family members are, and use that information to commit any of a number of different crimes 
gathering enough information about your life to be able to engage in a variety of cons where they scam you they because they know who your family and friends are they contact you and they impersonate someone in your family uh, the most common version is where they impersonate a younger member of your family who says they're in trouble in some way form or fashion and they need your help immediately remember they know who all the players are in the family and friends from your social media we have had a number of calls from people who have lost money to scamsters impersonating family members or friends we've heard from others who were close to getting scammed or avoided the scams and i want to warn you this is such a prominent scam right now with people gathering information that you have posted willingly in social media to your harm that you need to be solidly aware of this be very careful what level of information you are posting one that i've given out for years is and it's hard for people but when you're on vacation don't post about your vacation till you return home countless burglaries are taking place where you have alerted somebody you're out of town you're out of the country you're whatever and you have laid out the red carpet for them with all the information you post about your life to go break into your home now i tried something the other day where i took different members of our crew and put their names in searching just general searches on the web with each of your middle names as well and you would not believe how much information comes up and uh, addresses you live at all kinds of stuff and if somebody knows your birthday and year knows it's your birthday today and and how old you are when they take your full name and your birth date and year and pop that in oh my goodness there's so much information that becomes available i just want you to know be very very careful and there's such a focus right now how uh, people have interfered in our political process by cracking the code on facebook but i want you to know a lot of these activities we are contributing to by our letting our guard down to too great a degree and sharing too much information about ourselves with people in social media you consider to be virtual friends but who knows they might be foes and brielle is with us on the clark howard show how close did i get to pronouncing your name you got it correct that's it no i did not yes Yes, how many Brielles have you ever met before other than yourself? Uh, I can't say I've met any, actually. Isn't that neat to have a yeah. name nobody else has? Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I was named after an actor you probably never heard of. <laughs> you ever yeah. heard of a, a guy named Clark Gable? 
No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I love that. How old are you, Brielle, that you've never heard of Clark Gable? I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be the most famous male actor in the United States. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's how that. I ended up being named Clark. <laughs> that's cool. So, Brielle, how is it I can serve you today? Well, I am. I graduated college about a year ago, and I am hoping to go to grad school here in the fall. Um, and I'm just wondering, I have a couple savings plans currently, um, and I have just a little bit of debt left, and I'm wondering what you would suggest, um, knowing that I will acquire debt from grad school, but um, just some long-term and short-term savings um, for where I'm at right now. So how much debt are you facing for grad school? Um, I Oh, for grad school, um, depending on the school, it'll probably be around 60000 would be my guess. You said that so calmly. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. <laughs> Is the education going to absolutely be worth it in the job market to take on 60 k in debt? It will. It's occupational therapy, and that's oh. currently a pretty good market. No, being OT is a great market. Yeah. And it's tough work, though. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, but, so. uh, but that will pay back for you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. So you, in addition to taking on that debt, in the meantime, you have mm-hmm. some savings? I do. I have, um, I have my regular savings, which is about $4,000. Um, and then I have a 36-month a CD um, that will expire in about a year from now. And then I have a credit union. Um, they have a 5000 savings plan. Um, which basically you put in a certain amount and they match it a certain amount. And so by this time about next year, I'll have 5000 built up in that. That's fantastic. How have you done all that at 22 <laughs> years old? Thank you. Uh, my parents taught me well. <laughs> I would say so. Yes. All right. So uh, I wanted to follow something you said, though. Do you have some student loan debt from undergraduate school you're dealing with? No, I do not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as far as where you stash cash in the meantime, mm-hmm. I would like for you to uh, open yet another account okay. with an online bank. And okay. the uh, savings accounts with the online banks are now paying as high as about 1.75%. Wow. The interest mm-hmm. changes daily, and the uh, interest rates on online savings accounts are going to go up uh, in just a couple of days again. Okay. And they'll go up maybe a total of four times this year. And if you look out a year from now, the interest earned on an online bank savings account will be somewhere between 2.5 and 2.75%. Okay. So you have money in that CD. When Mm -hmm. that CD is up, you'll want it to go in simple savings because we're likely barring an economic reversal in the country to continue to see interest rates going up. Okay. So, but I'm, I'm very impressed with you and <laughs> what you've you. been able to accomplish. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, would you recommend any, um, like, doing another CD or... No CDs. 
Okay. Simple so savings, because okay. in a time of rising interest rates, you that's don't want to lock money down in CDs. Okay. All and, right. And so the Federal Reserve has signaled strongly that it's going to raise rates again and again and again, and the rates they raise indirectly ultimately affect what you earn on savings with credit unions and online banks. It makes no difference at all, really, in what you earn in savings from a giant bank. So I'm glad you got the account at the credit union, and I'd like you also to have one with one of the online banks. Cody is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Cody. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Cody. You want to talk credit karma? Yes, sir. Uh, so first off, uh, I'm a big fan of your show and also a big fan of Clark Gable. Uh, <laughs> so you do know who Clark Gable was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great. Um, so I'm looking to get a secured card. I've never had a credit card before, um, but when I was younger, I got in trouble with some payday loans. Oh, I'm sorry. So I can't uh, get approved for a credit card. So I've looked on Credit Karma, and it looks like the interest rate for those cards are running uh, about 24%, and then uh, my credit union's at about 18 but my credit union requires... Uh, $500 for the deposit. So I was wondering... I want you to do that. You want me to do the credit union? I do. I want you to save up the $500, put it on deposit in the credit union, because usually with the credit union cards, they'll be reporting you and make sure before the green light I've just given you doesn't turn yellow. But normally with the credit unions, they'll start reporting you to the credit bureau immediately with that card secured by the 500 you put in savings in the credit union. Okay. Yes, sir. And then I, I had one more question, if you have a second. I'm ready. Um, so on my Credit Karma, when I look at my credit report, um, there's a couple of things that I have outstanding in collections, some debts that I know are five years or more old. Um, so I was under the impression that seven years they go away, but I checked recently, and for some reason the dates have changed, and they say that it's only like four months old. Okay, so, so what's happened is they're gaming what's known as date of last activity, and that's a common uh, sleazy tactic of some of the bad debt collectors out there. Mm -hmm. uh, a legitimate debt collector would not do that. What you do is you challenge the date of that debt the aging of that debt. So you know that they're posting the wrong date for that and you challenge it because you need to look back through your records and see what date they need to list as date of last activity. And it should okay. be based on when the debt originally uh, went bad on you. And, and, and at seven years, those debts are, are required by law to go away. And so I should be writing to the credit bureau itself? The credit bureau and the collection agency. Okay. So you trigger a 30-day investigation period with the credit bureau when you dispute the item. You contact the collection agency, tell them you have disputed it with the bureau, and they need to correct their records and have the proper date of last activity. And uh, if they don't behave, call me back. I'm going to walk you through a whole different process where you can bring that collection agency 
to its knees. Today's Clark Rageous moment is something that I should have thought about before. Shame on me for not having this kind of sinister mind. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. When you are a home buyer going to open houses, going to visit homes, I've always said, know whether the agent representing you in your state is actually representing the seller and not you as the buyer. Because anything you tell them about how much you love a house or what you can really pay for it or all that, in many states, they are legally required to tell the agent representing the seller known as the listing agent because they are also essentially also representing the seller, not you as buyer. Well, now i got to add a new wrinkle. People are using cameras in their homes, like dash cams, not dash cams, uh, drop cams, now called nest cams, things like that, to record people visiting a home and hearing what they say as they visit the home in order to gauge how much money they're willing to actually pay for the home. Don't ever say anything about money when you're touring a home or even if you like it at all. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where you're empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. And you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. All right, I was stunned reading a Yahoo Finance story that people are having success taking on Equifax and small claims courts around the country. That people who've been harmed because of the Equifax data breach, having to deal with all the hassle of somebody having stolen their identity and all the rest, are finding various measures of success suing Equifax. And according to the article, Equifax shows up with a team of ultra-high-priced lawyers from one of the most expensive law firms in the United States. The lawyers apparently are making 1200 billing. The lawyers don't actually make the money. The firm does. 1200 to $1,500 an hour to defend claims that often are for a couple of thousand dollars for the expenses that people can document that they've suffered because of Equifax's gross negligence because of the massive, unprecedented data breach where Equifax was beyond careless. And I want you to know, do not be intimidated by a company that pulls out the big guns with all the lawyers filling up two rows in a courtroom because you have truth on your side and you have a right to justice. Justice is not always granted. Justice sometimes is denied. But if you have been harmed by this company, you have rights in most states, and there are limits, there are rules about going after a company for the harm that they've caused you. But I will tell you that Equifax has not cared a lick about the harm that they've caused the American people because they are not a public-facing company. They don't even look at us as customers. Equifax looks at 
trade lines, companies they sell your dossiers to, they're their customers. You and I are just data points. They need to know from, from we, the data points, that we are real human beings suffering real harm because of Equifax's extreme gross negligence in running their business like a bunch of fools. And now one of the Equifax top dudes is facing criminal charges for trading stock on inside information, knowing about the data breach while Equifax sat on the information and kept that information from the American people. To add more insult to injury, Equifax and the two other major credit bureaus through their um, lobbying operation in Washington have worked very actively in the Congress and apparently with success on the Senate side to strip rights to court for members of the U.S. military. Members of the U.S. military have been specifically singled out by the U.S. Senate to strip constitutional rights away from you when you're harmed by the credit bureaus to seek your day in court. How amazing is that? You know, and I can tell you, those members of Congress are always quick to give speeches about how much they appreciate the sacrifice of our men and women in the military and then turn around and stab you in the back like that? Absolutely inexcusable and unacceptable. And to think that to this moment, Equifax has gotten away with no punishment of any type. The U.S. Congress, bought and paid for by whoever will give them money from lobbying organizations, has done nothing, nothing, nothing of any meaning or note to assist the American people. And even worse, at the behest of Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, there's legislation moving in Congress that will remove protections from consumers dealing with problems with credit reports and credit bureaus from any oversight or protection from any of the 50 states in the country. So, yes, we the people need to take justice into our own hands, not with violence, but with the power you have to take on Equifax in the courts without a lawyer in small claims court. There are certain procedures you have to follow. You can see simply a lot of what you need to do if you go to nolo.com, N-O-L-O.com. And this goes beyond the situation with Equifax and their abuse of your and my private information to any time you are dealing with a big corporation that treats you with contempt and wrongs you, you have, in most situations, most cases, the right to take that company to small claims court. You may find, in some cases, you won't have that right because in doing business with that company, they may have consigned you to a kangaroo court arbitration process. But... 
know that you need to stand up for yourself and for what's right. Because obviously, our elected officials in Washington only listen to the money. David is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, David. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, David. Now, you've done something good for your family that you're now worried isn't going to work out for you like you intended. Share me. Share with me the story. Yeah, Clark. I uh, purchased some 15-year term life insurance for uh, my family, and at the time I used an online, um, I don't know if it would be right to call it brokerage firm, somebody who would go out and and get quotes for me, and I found uh, an insurer that had a reasonable cost for what I was looking for. And at the time, it was rated A- by AM Best. And last year, I received a letter from uh, the company that did the searching for me saying it was downgraded to B++ by AM Best. And now, uh, this year, I received another letter that said it was downgraded to B+. And it does have me a little worried, and I'm wondering what your advice would be. All right. So I am so impressed that when you bought this policy, you paid attention to their strength ratings from AM Best. Uh, the rating you saw is a few steps below the absolute top, which is A++. Correct. And um, this company in particular faces a long-term threat to its solvency. And the reason is because of an unrelated line of insurance that they were very heavily involved in, which is long-term care insurance. Okay. And so that's why on the life insurance side, their claims-paying ability is being cast into more doubt. So B-plus is not a disaster, but it is concerning. So let's talk through the scenario. What is the face amount? of the 15-year level term insurance policy you have? One million. Million dollars? Okay, you got mm-hmm. you got something to worry about because there are what are known as state guarantee funds okay. that in the event this insurer did go insolvent, state guarantee fund would pay you, depending on your state, uh, the limits vary, but often it'll be capped at about 200000 Uh Okay. So you would face potentially, your survivors would face potentially a loss of 80% of the insurance that you have purchased. So that is a general answer. I would like you to call your state insurance department, which will be happy to supply you with the number of, mm-hmm. and find out what the guarantee cap is in your state. Has okay. your health changed at all for the negative from when you originally bought this million-dollar policy? Uh, nothing nothing great, no, other than a few pounds and a few years older. Okay. So you may, for uh, an extra step of caution, want to shop your insurance again, mm-hmm. and this time maybe uh, concentrate on A++ and A-plus rated companies. Okay. And see if you can get a competitively priced product to replace it either a 10-year level term or a new mm-hmm. 15-year level term. Okay. And then you could allow this existing policy, if you're approved, to lapse. Right. But I would start with the call to your state insurance department to see what that cap is 
in the event that they end up being part of the guarantee fund payout. It's different than like FDIC insurance sure. works for a bank. They don't just say, oh, here's a quarter million dollars. They assess the insurers doing business in the state to make up the underwriting losses of the failed insurer, and then they have a cap on how much total they'll pay against claims per person. So that's the number you want to find out. I will find that out. That's great advice. So hang on just a second. We're going to give you the number for your state, and uh, it's good that you're staying on top of this. Josh is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Josh. Hey, Clark. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, Josh. You are doing a great job saving money. Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm thankful that I grew up uh, with my grandparents forcing me to listen to you, and <laughs> so um, yeah, praise the Lord for. Is that grandchild right abuse that you were forced to listen to me as a kid? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, I, uh, yeah, I am in a good situation. Um, my wife and I have been saving for a while and we, um, uh, also got a, a really nice, uh, tax return. And so we have, uh, enough money to, um, well, we had been kind of pl- saving for a kitchen remodel, but also on, on our horizon was a new truck for me. I'm driving a, a 98, uh, you know, a 98 old truck but i still love my truck so it's not like i'm trying to get rid of it i'm just wondering you know what is the what's the wisest thing to do should i do a should we go into a kitchen remodel where i can do most of the the work myself or should i look at at you know getting a newer truck yeah do the kitchen remodel because let's say you take that savings you have and instead of borrowing money to do the kitchen remodel you just take that savings, do the work yourself, redo the kitchen, get it to like you love, and then okay. your truck suddenly croaks. You know, it's given you 20 years of loyal service, and now it decides it's debt. Okay. If you had to borrow money for a while to buy a new vehicle or a new-to-you used vehicle, interest rates on vehicle loans are generally pretty reasonable. And so that could be your backup, where borrowing money on like a home equity line or something like that to the kitchen remodel, even though that would uh, be deductible interest, the odds are you're not going to be carrying enough interest maybe to go beyond the standard deduction anyway. So I don't even worry about the deductibility. But ironically enough, if your credit score is really good, often the home equity line will carry a higher variable rate of interest than the fixed rate loan you can get on a new vehicle or a a new-to-you, relatively new used vehicle. Okay. So I'm sure sure my wife will like that better, so um, that's good. So you're telling me your wife was right all along anyway. Right. I don't even know why I needed to ask. But um, do do you have time for one more question? If it's fast. Okay, um, so because of our the, the large uh, tax return, we adjusted our withholdings. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, with an extra $400 a month, I mean, do, I, do we do retirement or do we pay down on home or do we just enjoy life? 
Well, a little more. Oh, man, you put me with that <laughs> guilt equation. Enjoy life. So I would like for you to consider taking um, 90% of that $400 that's now free and clear and put it into a Roth IRA. Okay. And then take a very small amount each month and just do something fun with it. Okay. Um Awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate your help. Because, you, you know, you gave me that impossible thing, Josh. So should I save responsibly for my future or should I just have fun? How am I supposed to answer that? A little bit of fun, a lot of savings. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Ask Clark time. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. Producer Joel asks it for you. Clark, we talked about Facebook earlier. Annette wrote in. She said, in light of the recent Facebook data scandal, do you still take an I-have-nothing-to-hide attitude about your privacy? Even if you do not have anything to hide, your data can still be used and abused. Completely true and right. And that's why I'm such a huge fan of the law that is in place across Europe, which is the right to be forgotten. If you're not familiar with the right to be forgotten, it allows you, uh, I would not be eligible, because if you're a, a public figure, you're not eligible for the right to be forgotten. But if you are a private citizen, not in the public eye, you are allowed to notify uh, Google and Facebook and other uh, people who might have profiles on you and information on you, and you notify them you want any record of you online to be destroyed. And they have to, by European law across the European Union, they have to eliminate your information. You know, one of the problems here with what is out there on us, about us, on the web, is we have no way to stop it. You think about stalkers, you think about people who might be violent, abusive, uh, people who are like former spouses or former boyfriends or girlfriends, that you cannot easily hide is a public safety issue. And I think we need a different attitude and a different approach in the United States. Specifically, this is when the Europeans got right and we have wrong. All right, Howard writes in, what is the best way to get rid of a timeshare? There are so many scams out there. Yeah, so over the years, I've suggested... Uh, something known as the timeshare users group and these are people that are active owners of timeshare communities all over the world and a lot of feedback i've gotten is people have had success dumping a timeshare 
through Timeshare Users Group. You're not going to get out of it what you paid for it. No way. But check out Tug, T-U-G, the number two, dot net, Tug2.net, and see if you can find a potential buyer for your timeshare. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, and they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.